Side Hustle Show 110, monetizing your art in the path to 1,000 true fans. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 110, How to Monetize Your Art and the Path to 1,000 True Fans. And while in this case we, we are talking about actual art, cartoons actually, uh, art in, in the sense of this title could really mean any work that you're creating that other people could and should value. My guest is Steph Halligan, who runs EmpoweredDollar.com which is the best debt-crushing, freedom-fighting comic blog, and I'm taking that directly from her title tag, and arttoself.com, a daily affirmation email service with the message being delivered through Steph's drawings. She actually creates these hand-drawn cartoons with you know powerful messages. Like, it's, really, like, it's really good stuff. And likewise, there's a ton of... She, she brings a ton of great value in uh, in this episode about creating the work you love and finding finding the people, finding the customers, finding the support group that's going to pay you to do that. So all the notes and highlights along with Steph's top tips are available to you in a free downloadable PDF at sidehustlenation.com slash 110 or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. And a big thanks to Matt Giovanniski, I don't know how to say his name, from episode 73 for the uh, for the intro here. Uh, news and updates before we get into it. Um, Side Hustle Nation just celebrated its two-year birthday this week. So it's, you know, what a fun adventure it's been and just looking forward to, uh, to many, many more. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, couldn't do it without you. Uh, very honored and flattered that you choose to spend part of your uh, part of your day with me, and uh, and with that I won't waste any more more of your time with this rambling intro, and we'll get right into it with Steph Halligan from EmpoweredDollar.com and ArtSelf.com. Hey Steph, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Thanks for having me, Nick. Let's uh, let's get started with your first side hustle, which. Am I guessing correctly? Was this empoweredDollar.com? Um, yeah, blog? that's right. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I I was a big consumer of personal finance blog blogs for a very long time, and um, wanted to get my voice out there, so decided to jump into the crowded space of personal finance websites and started my own blog about three years ago, um, empoweredDollar.com. Okay. What what was the the premise of the site? Just talking about your journey in in I guess most people start like I'm gonna I'm gonna pay down my debt or sure. Well, you know it's funny. It, it, I actually didn't start with my journey. I I had every intention to make money from this website right when I launched it. So I I started I started it as a blog for um for mothers to teach their teenagers good money habits. And basically it was my outlet for what you should be doing with your teenagers and college students that I was never taught growing up. And I, I, my logic was that moms had money, college students and broke 20 somethings did not. So I would find a way to, to make money from moms, even though I'm not a mom myself. Okay. And, well, that was the next question. Like, are, right, you, how are nope. you speaking to this market? No. Yeah. Not a mom. Hated writing every single post, could not relate to what I was putting out there. And so 
decided to pivot to my own story, which was getting really aggressive with paying down my student loan debt, chronicling that journey, um, and uh, finding ways to all sorts of random ways to monetize the blog while I was really just laying my story out there. Uh, do you mind sharing how the how the blog did end up making some money, or did it? Oh, it, no, did not. <laughs> <laughs> the first first two years was definitely just a blog for blog's sake. Um, okay. I you know I started getting really creative and doing random giveaways. So I would either be paid in product or in money to do things that you know were kind of not really related to personal finance, but was a chance for me to give back to my audience. You know, I gave away coffee, I gave away, uh, gosh, gift cards, um, things that weren't quite related, but I was just trying to experiment with ways to, to make money and, and build readership. But it was pretty, it was flatlining for a while. Um, and it was just really my outlet. And, um, and then about a year ago, I made a big shift to drawing cartoons on it, um, and taking a completely different approach than just sharing my story online and actually sharing my story through comics which was that was that was a big shift, I think, for the blog right there. I, I really like this this part of the journey. Like, hey, I started out speaking to people I probably didn't have any business speaking to, and it was a, just a pain in the butt to come up with these articles and write this stuff. You know, going at like trying to make money from it, right? And right. then it was, you know, now now is my personal journey, and you know, starting to get some some sponsored posts, kind mm-hmm. of like some giveaways. But now, like if you go, if if you're listening to this and you go to empowereddollar.com, you'll see it doesn't look anything like any personal finance related site <laughs> you've ever seen. Like it's got this awesome, like you know, superhero on the front and like this really cool, like comic book font. And this was, I, I imagine, if if you want to share what what kind of happened after starting these cartoons, because this seems like yeah. a really cool way to to stand out in in a crowded space. Yeah, well, and, and you know it's it's so funny because um, I was doing personal finance work professionally. I was running this blog, um, and my entire life I've wanted to be a cartoonist. I've always loved art. I've always loved cartoons, and I just never thought about combining the two. It just doesn't seem, you know, it, it doesn't seem like something that would go together very well. So, um, I. I was really like, I was feeling pretty stagnant. And, and again, like, like a lot of people in the personal finance blog space, you know, as amazing as my story was of how I paid off student loans in X number of years, it it gets lost in the noise. And I was starting to get really tired of the writing the same old stuff. And, um, and I think getting debt is kind of a negative topic and all of this stuff. And so when I, I, I just, I knew something had to shift and it came to me slowly over time when more and more people were like, you need to put your cartoons online. You need to put your cartoons online Uh that I could actually bring it into my personal finance website. And so I created this and this whole like comic that outlines my story that you can download on the site about how I, you know, it's donned on a superhero costume and beat the the debt monster. And, and I was like, if I can make somebody laugh about student loans, then I feel like I've done some good in the world. And I have a place that I can actually draw and put my art online. Um, and it just blew up after that in, um, 
you know, in terms of traffic, in terms of readership, uh, in terms of people wanting to hire me, uh, it became a lead generator for doing custom cartoons about money and personal finance and, and a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, that I didn't expect. And, and I started selling cartoon prints and my comics directly from my website. And so it really, that was a shift where I think I brought a talent that seemed so obvious in my life and combined it in a really odd way in a really crowded space to stand out. And it, and it really took off after that. Oh, wow. That's, that's really cool. So, so most personal finance sites like make money by referring people to sign up for personal capital or, or, you know, referring, you know, credit card bonuses or something like that, like travel hacking and stuff like that. Um, but now here's an outlet to sell, you know, to sell the art directly and to say, Hey, I'm, a, I'm a talented person. Like you can hire me to do these for your business as well. Right. Uh, yeah. And I became known as the, you know, I was doing some consulting work, um, kind of in personal finance and financial education. Uh, but I really started establishing with, through the cartoons myself as a creative personal finance person. So not just the cartoons, but my writing and how I approach problems. And, um, yeah, it just, it was this, it was so funny how how drawing myself in green spandex in a superhero <laughs> outfit like created this amazing personal brand that led to so many other uh, great money making opportunities. Yeah, I love it. I love it. What about um, so I, I was going to ask? So on the blogging side, was there any specific actions after after making this pivot that you you took like proactively marketing wise to to grow that traffic, or was it something like? people kind of took notice to and helped spread on their own? Yeah, um, I it, it started spreading pretty organically, which was really fun to watch. Um, it, I, you know, it, I think from a marketing perspective, anything visual spreads a lot better than a, a blog link on social media and things like that. So that was really fun. Um, and then I started doing really targeted cartoons and almost infographic style cartoons. And then um, that were either explaining a really funny concept about money or a really um, complicated one. So like I drew a 401k9, which is a, it's a dog in a suit <laughs> to explain how to roll over your 401k. Okay. Um, and I sent that out to uh, some certified financial planners who were like, this is great. I'm putting this up on my site, embedding the link. I needed this explained and you did it with cartoons. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I would take other people's quotes and ideas and turn them into cartoons and just let them know that I, I like what they do. And I turned what they said into a comic. Um, and that started picking up a lot of traction. So it was, it was kind of like a sneaky collaboration where I'd send someone a comic about something they said and say, Hey, I turned this into, you know, something fun and visual. Um, and they'd usually end up sharing it. So it was really cool to be able to almost give back with my cartoons that way and, um, turn other people's work into something fun and engaging. And then they were happy to go on and share it for me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, whether or not you're, you're a talented cartoonist, I think there's a parallel to draw, like to do something to, to stand out in whatever niche you are and kind of like the, um, I just, I don't know, the super smart, uh, super smart idea to, to stand out. What was, um, so then, and then that turned into kind of a freelance business or consulting business. And that, that turned out to be the, the main, 
moneymaker, the main revenue engine behind the blog. The kind of blog kind of was a lead gen for that business. Right. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I was making most of my money with consulting work, and um, the Empowered Dollar was a really great way to point people towards that, and, and people would naturally discover me and ask about my consulting work or ask to hire me for custom cartoons. And so it was my, you know, more than I think a lead generator um, after I quit, it was one before. And and I would just keep posting my cartoons and my articles on LinkedIn and a whole bunch of other websites to the point where I think I was annoying people, but everyone (laughs) identified me as the creative personal finance person. And so when a random project would come up, I would get emailed or tagged in posts because people just assumed I would I would work on a project like that. So it really um, having this, I think, in the background was really what gave me the confidence and the client pipeline to to venture out on my own and uh, quit my nine to five and do consulting and cartooning full full time. Woohoo, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Oh, that's really cool. Um, were the, were the clients, was it a lot of one-off projects or were they kind of retainer client? Like, Hey, I'll create a cartoon for you every month about, you know, whatever topic you want or what, how, what was the structure of the, of the client relationship like? Yeah. So, um, a couple, you know, I was working with a few nonprofits doing, um, like designing financial education curriculum. So it was less about cartooning and more about writing. Um, I, I was hired on a retainer for an online kind of financial services website. And so I was doing kind of creative marketing for them. I ended up drawing one of those um, whiteboard animations that you see online where you watch the person draw a cartoon as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, doing that about their financial product and trying to explain something really complicated through cartoons. So that was kind of a retainer relationship. Um, and then I would get random kind of individual requests where people would email me and say, Hey, my sister has a birthday coming up and I'd like, could you draw a picture of her as a superhero? (laughs) Um, and, or sometimes when I would send, um, cartoons to like people I admire online, you know, Hey, here's a cartoon I drew of you with a quote. Um, just want to say you're inspiring what I do a lot of times they would also ask for a print. So I would end up selling prints to people um, based on like the digital version of cartoons that I would do. And um, yeah, a couple financial websites have reached out to me and I've done some custom cartoons for them. Um, but yeah, I think the the cartoon piece picked up a lot of traction. I think the, the end of last year, um, it had been mul- mostly writing and consulting work up until that point. But I, I saw this snowball effect as soon as people started recognizing my other really odd, unique talent in the personal finance space. Um, and it was really cool to watch that take off a little bit more. Yeah, it's funny. I was just I was chatting with uh, Dory Clark, who is, um, you know, kind of a, a traditionally published author and in, in, in like instructor, college professor type person. And she has a new book coming out called Stand Out. Where she's like, look, you can, um, if you can kind of think of, you know, your one circle of your influence and experience, and then think of this other influence circle of, um, you know, what you what you have that most people in this industry don't have. Like, what makes you unique amongst 
accountants, amongst engineers, amongst whoever, and you know where you can combine those, like a little Venn diagram style, like that can be right. your sweet spot to to stand out. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And so when I was talking to you, I actually told your story too. So I thought it was cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And and I think too, the most unexpected Venn diagrams are the best ones where you combine something like cartoons and personal finance, but it can be anything. Um, and I've, I've told a couple other personal finance bloggers this, but really just the effort behind wanting to stand out um, and trying something completely different. I think that's the first step. You don't have to be you know, an extremely talented videographer or a cartoonist or anything, but I think wanting to pursue that Venn diagram to actually stand out is the first step to to making that happen. Let's talk about your your new project, arttoself.com. What's that all about? Yeah. It, um, so, it, you know, having done the Empowered Dollar for a while and drawing cartoons and watching the cartoons get a lot of traction and, and as much as the cartoons that uh, about personal finance, like the, the 401k nine, and I drew an investing zombie comic as much as, as much as those comics were popular, the, the most, the comments, the comics that I got the most comments on and were most shared and people wanted prints of were all the ones with have inspirational quotes or a little bit about more about my personal journey and less about my financial journey. And, um, and those, those are the ones that people loved and people resonated with and people would email me about to say, Hey, I really needed to see that I was having a bad day and I really liked what you said. And, and at the same time, I was recognizing that my cartoons were going somewhere and I was getting a little, a little tired of only being able to draw cartoons about money Mm -hmm. because someone who's always wanted to be an artist, I wanted, uh, I wanted another outlet. And as an entrepreneur too, I wanted, um, I wanted to start being known as a cartoonist and not necessarily personal finance blogger who happens to do cartoons. So um, it it, it came a point late last year where I, one, I wanted to start a daily art practice for myself. Um, Part of my routine, I don't know if you've read the book, The War on Art, um, War of Art, um, but the importance of doing daily creation and carving out time for that. So I uh, I really wanted to make art kind of a daily practice for me. And two, as an entrepreneur, I think I was really struggling and being really hard on myself for, <laughs> for what, um, for where I was going and how good I was doing. And, um, and so this idea of art to self was born and art to self is a daily art. It's like daily art inspiration in your inbox. And so, I write a note every day about something that I've gone through or I'm working through and I draw a cartoon about it and it's a daily newsletter that comes out and it's essentially kind of the notes to myself and the messages that I need to hear um, on any given day like you know you stop putting so much pressure on yourself and stop beating yourself up or you're you're good enough or you're doing well or keep going and 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 I think um, it, you know, I'm pretty vulnerable in my newsletter about what I'm going through at the time. Um, but I, I, I love waking up to a note about what, um, how to start my day in a positive place. And then also a chance for me to draw, uh, draw a cartoon every single day and share that with my audience. So art to self for me 
um, was really the shift to just pure cartoons and my, my writing, my thoughts, um, and what I want to put out there without kind of that personal finance label over it. Right, right, right. So now, now I have a little bit more, a uh, little bit more leeway onto you know what we can actually draw. I, I have not read War of Art yet, but I've heard good things about it. I do like the idea of a daily, uh, just a daily practice. You know, whether that's art or whether that's you know anything else you want to be known for. It's like you know, putting if you want to be a writer, right? Like put in put in the time. If you want to be an artist, you know, make your art. And here's a unique way to get it out to the world, like very in a very accountable way. Like hey, you've come out and said hey, this is a daily thing and so people are like expecting this from you right oh yeah so the accountability is great it's it's definitely there um and it and i think too for me it it was the shift of putting myself first and creating something uh, you know with my own brand my own product something that i owned before client work because um for anyone else who does client work it's so easy to put clients first and i knew that if I was going to get this out every day, I better do art first thing in the morning. So the accountability to, to, um, to, to working on my own stuff first, I think was the, was the biggest, uh, benefit of starting this kind of website. How, um, how did, I mean, was there, was there a big, uh, you know, celebrated launch or how did you kind of get the first subscribers for this thing? Yeah. You know, it was, I was pretty floored, uh, in a good way. Um, I had a, just an email capture landing page up for a month, the month of December and just started telling people about it. And you went to the page, you couldn't see any cartoons. Um, and I got, you know, almost a hundred people to sign up before I even launched. And I think it was because of, you know, they'd seen my cartoons online, uh, you know, from the empowered dollar. Um, people knew that a daily art, you kind of what to expect from a daily art website from me. So I was really, um, shocked and surprised by even before launching it, what, what kind of traction it had. But, and then at the same time, you know, it's a big launch, but then this becomes a really slow daily gain. So it's, it's, you know, it comes out every single day and I have people sharing it word of mouth every single day or, you know, it's a steady, grow and it's a slow burn. So as excited as I was for launch day and I, you know, I kind of backlogged a few notes and cartoons so that I was prepared for it. It just, um, I really had to, I think, pump the brakes on my excitement a bit to just know that, you know, great. I had a great baseline of a hundred people who were really engaged with what I was doing already. But, but this is a, this is a long-term, very slow game when it comes to daily. Yeah, absolutely. Who's who's running the email list? What's your email service provider? Uh, I'm using Mailchimp, and I absolutely love them. Um, it's been as such a visual website. Art to self is it just makes it so easy to create to create these notes and emails in there. Okay. So what's, how's the, how's the growth been since then? Like, is there some built in virality to this where like in each note, you're kind of encouraging people to, to share it? How does, how's that working? Yeah. Um, and, and that again, it's, it's been great to experiment with this because it's daily. So I can watch incremental changes that have kind of compounding effects over time. And um, so one is is having kind of an automatic auto-subscriber series that's happening in the background. So when someone signs up, they get a welcome email. A couple, uh, you know, a week later, I ask if they would be willing to share it. If, they, if they're really liking Art to Self, 
and and being really candid and honest and saying this is spreading word by word of mouth really incredibly. And so if you're, if you like it, would you share it with one other person? That's been really helpful. People have even emailed me after they've gotten that email to say, oh, I didn't think about sharing art to self, but then I thought of three more people who would really love this. So that really specific direct ask, not just throwing social media buttons at the bottom of every email, which I have, but to just like explicitly after like one or two weeks from joining art to self saying, Hey, can you share this if you like it? Because it helps me, um, has been really cool to see. And then following that a couple weeks later, um, art to self is runs entirely off of donations. And so that was the next question. (laughs) Yeah. And so being really explicit about asking for those. So every email, there's an opportunity to share it. Um, with social media buttons. There's an opportunity to donate. There's a large button at the bottom of each email. And then I also just make a really direct ask to people once they've kind of been in the and received a couple weeks worth to to donate to the cause. Okay. Who's uh, who's processing the the donations? Uh, I'm using Gumroad right now and that's also working really nicely. Okay. And so that's just a like you don't have to deliver anything extra or do you deliver anything extra for people who choose to to donate? No, I mean, I write, um, I get a notification in my inbox. So I end up writing a personal note and I think um, I'd love to, I, you know, I imagine this turning into a book one day or um, a compilation of something. And so doing something nice for my, the people who've donated early. I think I, I want to start thinking about what I can do for them. Um, but every, every time I see someone donate, I get a notification in my inbox and it's just, it's like, it makes me so happy. And I just, I write them a note back just to, to thank them for the support. Yes. That's really cool. So entirely donation based, I was going to be like, so, so is there, <laughs> is there a, you know, a sponsored cartoon once a week? That's like, this, this is brought to you by mint.com. And he says, <laughs> no, that's exactly why I left the personal finance <laughs> cartoon space and moved to this. Um, no, not not selling out. No, so all right, donation right. based. What what kind of uh, what kind of take rate do you see on on the donations? Like this is really interesting stuff. Yeah, and and again too, it's it's really blowing me away because you know as I was as I launched this and writing these notes, so I'm writing these notes. They're really notes to myself. It's called art to self.com. So they're, they're notes to myself. They're cartoons that I want to draw and need to hear that day. And they were just really resonating with people so much so quickly that even the first couple days I was, I was getting people donating even before I started asking for donations because people were like, I love what you do. Someone said to me, this is like Seth Godin only with cartoons. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a really great way of putting it of just these short notes. And so it was amazing that the, that people could immediately see the value even before I had hardly put out any posts. And I think a lot of that has to do with the relatability and the honesty and, and really just the directness of my ask for donation. So I've got you know, I'm just, I'm very explicit that this is, this is what funds this work. I love to do it, but it's a lot of work to do this every single day. So I've gotten a combination of, of really amazing one-time donations at at pretty, pretty good sums. And, um, I also have monthly subscriptions. So I have, I'm starting to build 
a readership that's signed up to a monthly subscription of either $3 or $7 a month. And those are starting to add up and compound over time. So even just the other day, you know, opening up my email box and seeing um, a payment from Gumroad. And I was like, where did this come from? And then I remembered it was (laughs) from this recurring revenue that's starting to build up because people are subscribing. And for them, you know, $3 or $7 a month um, to get an email every single day that actually, they actually like to read and they look forward to is nothing. But as it's, as my readership is growing and as it's adding up over time, it's, I'm seeing the potential for this to be something really sustainable and, you know, directly making money from my art, which is still kind of blowing my mind. I know that's like the, that's the dream of of every artist. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what they say, you know, a thousand, uh, the thousand true fans theory. If you get a thousand people to pay you a hundred bucks a year, then you're in good shape. And now seven, seven bucks a month will almost get you there actually. Yeah. So you're, I mean, that's really exciting. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited to see where this goes and it's, and it's still growing very steadily and, Again, I'm pretty surprised by the number of people that have subscribed already. The open rates are really like exciting to just people are actually reading these every single day. And the and the notes I get back from people who are like, I literally skim my inbox to see open your note and then close my email because it's the only one I want to read. And and that is just <laughs> a, it's it's a huge affirmation that I can kind of break through the clutter of email and people actually are sharing art to self.com. They're going there. They're, they're telling their coworkers verbally. I've been getting pictures from people who've been hanging up art to self cartoons in their office. And yeah, it's been really cool. And I think that slow and steady burn and that slow and steady growth to that 1000 true fans, even with this like nominal subscription rate is I, I can just, it feels sustainable already, even just the first couple months um and i'm really excited to see how it grows from there yeah first we'll have to do do a follow-up you know like yeah, a year from now and see be. see where we're at but you think of like the the businesses that were built on you know on art like i'm thinking of the oatmeal right where it's transferred right. into you know book deals and you know massive fan base or um like help a reporter started as like a, just a simple email newsletter i don't know how many millions of dollars peter oh, yeah. shankman eventually sold it for uh, what's the other one? Like Thrillist didn't start as like a mm-hmm. as a newsletter, and so like this the, the subscriber base, you know, the the art may be the product, but the the subscriber base is the asset, and so that's pretty cool to to be building that up, and 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 people kind of know what they're getting into. Like there's not there's not some big sales pitch coming down the road. It's like, look, if if you want to donate, thank you. If not, here it is. Yeah, and and it's free. You know, no barrier to entry. Um, and it's and it's just funny too. I think from an art perspective, but probably any any creative or any online entrepreneur endeavor, nobody is handing you a formula to say, and this is how you make money. I mean, they they do in some spaces, like obviously personal finance space was like, and then you know here's a credit card affiliate link you can throw up there and make money. And yeah. so I think. Uh, you know, no one, you have to create your own invitation to make money from something wildly different. And that was kind of the journey with art to self, which was, what if I just ask for donations? What if I don't sell a single thing? What if it's a free service and I do it out of love and because I like creating and I, because I need these notes myself and, and see what happens. And I think that kind of the difference that that different business model really opened me up to think about business differently. But also I think 
people can tell they're not being sold to. They they if they love it, they love it. They can participate in it and get it for free. And um, yeah, and if it really if it really calls to them, they can donate too. Yeah, I've seen some podcasters doing this actually with a service called Patreon. I think it's patreon.com where you set up. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Like um like Joshua Sheets who we had on um last month or a month or two ago talking about like tax he's like he runs the per- the radical personal finance podcast and he's oh, up to yeah. like $1000 a month like recurring donation. I think he puts out a daily show, but he's up to wow. like 1000 bucks a month, you know, from his from his listeners and he says, "Look, if I get to 5 or 6 or whatever his target is, like I'd, I won't have to take sponsorships on the show. I won't have to dilute the content of the show with sponsors if it can be kind of crowdfunded, if it can be sourced from the community. Um, lots of cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's a really great um, book about that. I think it's called The Art of Asking, um, just about uh, a musician's journey of just reaching out directly to fans and saying, will you support this? directly and and the willingness that people have to do that is pretty astounding but you kind of have to have the guts to ask and you know create your entire business model or at least part of it off of the fact that of other people's generosity and i think that takes a lot of guts too yeah you you see this as something that will eventually replace the the consulting business oh yeah um i would i would love that Uh, you know either again i i I'm coming up on, you know, I'm at, I've been doing this for two and a half months, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when it's daily, I've got, you know, almost a hundred cartoons drawn mm-hmm. already. I'd love to turn this into a book. I'd love to, I still love doing them. And so my energy to do them is, I, you know, I don't see an end in sight in terms of the actual daily website. And so building and continuing these subscriptions, you know, the more readers I get, like you said, they know exactly what they're buying into. Um, and so the more I can refine my process of asking or, or even getting people into my email list, I think the more it will compound and grow. And oh my gosh, I'd love to be a full-time cartoonist who just draws whatever I want to draw and get paid to do it. That would, that is definitely the, I think the dream. That's the dream. I love it. Um, just out of curiosity, are you batch processing these at all? Or are you like actually sitting down and creating like tomorrow's today? Yeah, it, it's <laughs> tomorrow's today. I like that. Um, it, it's interesting because I will, it, a lot of the, I mean, these are really personal notes. It's like things that I'm going through, you know, reminders that I need for this week because I'm going through this bit of struggle or I'm having a really great week. And so what I'll do is when I'm in the mood to draw and write, I will, I will draw and write and I'll do like seven of these in one day and just the, you know, click along. And then there are days where I just feel terrible and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm running out of posts. Like there's nothing going up tomorrow, but I really don't feel like doing this why is it? And I kind of dig through that myself and I'm like, oh, it's because I'm a little scared about where this is going or there's a lot of uncertainty about art to self. And so I'm like, well, I need to draw a cartoon about that. (laughs) And so that becomes kind of the natural um, note for tomorrow, which is if I get stuck doing this work, I I draw a cartoon about why I'm feeling stuck. Um, and that's the one that goes out. And that's usually the one that resonates most with people. So it becomes kind of, it ebbs and flows in terms of how I batch it, just depending on on the, the kind of state that I'm in at the time. Fair enough, fair enough. 
Well, Steph, thanks so much for for joining me and joining Side Hustle Nation here. I urge everyone to check this stuff out at Art to self.com we'll link to that in the show notes as well and empoweredollar.com for some the 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 401k9 and, and the other <laughs> uh, the other personal finance cartoons and we'll uh, we'll wrap things up with your number one tip for side hustle nation oh i would say my number one tip would be to try something different to not be afraid to try something really weird and different but also to push yourself to stand out. It can be really scary to stand out at first, but that's, I think, where the the magic lies in the online space, especially a crowded one if you feel like you're in a, a crowded niche like personal finance or something. But yeah, push yourself to be different. Try something radically different um, and put some effort into it. And, and I think you'll be amazed by the kind of reception you'll get from other people. I like it. <laughs> thanks so much, man. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks, man. It's radically different to apply Steph's advice. You think there, you think there's legs to this kind of fan-supported creative business? I mean, it's definitely something that that others have made work, um, and it sounds like she's off to a great start uh, as well. But curious to hear your thoughts on it. Be sure to drop by the the show notes for this episode at sidehustlenation.com/slash-one-ten. Uh, that's one one zero, and uh, and leave a comment with your biggest takeaway from the episode. And, uh, and while you're there, be sure to grab the uh, the free downloadable PDF with all the notes and highlights from this week's call with Steph. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, let's go out there, make something happen, and I'll see you next Thursday morning for another edition of the Side Hustle Show. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 